0: you're listening to the clear creek resources podcast from clear creek community church
1: located in the bay area of houston welcome everyone to the clear creek resources podcast i'm rachel thanks for joining us today on this episode we have a special guest host our video director ted ruscuski who just went with a team on a global mission trip to brazil they visited our compassion site and church planners in the area we're so grateful for their generosity and their story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's listen.
2: All right, well, bon dia, guys. How are bon-gia. you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, welcome. I'm here today. Thank you guys for joining me in the podcast studio. Uh, I have uh, Kyle Mikulin, Carl Garcia, and Priscilla Hartranft. Is that is that appropriate? How yeah, you say less Okay, perfect. Okay, it's My good. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, hey, so we uh, recently went on a trip together to Brazil and just got back, and so wanted to sit down and kind of unpack a little bit of that. But before we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about your
0: roles here at the church, your roles with uh, global missions, Kyle? If you want to start kick us off yeah Yeah. so yeah like ted said i'm kyle i'm the clear lake student director i work with carl a lot doing a bunch of different things at the clear lake campus and this was my first experience going overseas so carl asked me if i would come on this trip and i was very glad that he asked very glad that i did
3: yeah, good, good. Well, uh, you know, I pastor our Clear Lake Campus. Couple other hats I wear. I give oversight to small groups at all of our campus, and I give uh, point leadership to global missions for Clear Creek Community Church. So it's a joy for me to have you guys with me. One of my most favorite trips,
1: so. Oh, nice. Oh, yay. That's awesome. I'm Priscilla, and um, I help lead uh, mission trips to Brazil. So just trying to figure out now where where to go, and. Uh,
2: yeah, no, that's good. Hey, so give me a little bit about your background. Like, how did you become kind of that leader for Brazil?
1: Okay, so Carl, I think I reached out to you and I said, "Hey, if you ever think about doing something with Brazil and all that, like think about me." Fatal it, mistake to tell think, me something yeah, like yeah. that. I didn't think it was going to happen <laughs> yeah. so soon. And then uh, soon after that, I think you just reached out to me and you said, "Hey, I want you to come with me. There's a trip coming up, and I want you to kind of see what it's like." And uh, experience everything and see if this is something that you want to do. So after that, I just got hooked on it and can't let go now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and you, you you talk about your history with Brazil.
1: Yeah. So I'm actually originally from Brazil. I am uh, was born and raised there until I was about 15. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's funny because my experience that I had in Brazil was very much different than what we do right now. You know, I was raised uh, in Rio de Janeiro, and which is a very, you know, busy city, kind of like New York, um, also very dangerous. So, you know, we were used to not going to those places that we're visiting nowadays, you know, in the communities where there's a lot of poverty and we were trained to not even engage with them or not... Uh, Try to help them in any way. If anything, we, we need to walk away from that all the time. So it was a very cool experience when we first went to Rio um, in 2018. And I got to see, like through God's eyes, what he's doing in those communities. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it kind of shifted my perspective a little bit in seeing... You know, this is this is the gospel lenses right now that I'm seeing. So yeah, so
2: so help uh, talk to me a little bit about just right quick some of our our, our big efforts across Brazil. What are some of the things we're doing uh, in Brazil?
1: Yeah, so we have many things. That's uh, a lot of possibilities right now, and uh, we're already working with some church planters in Rio and in Itajuba and in Patos that we just visited right now. And um, now we're uh, exploring trying to visit. Uh, new church planters that we just met, some new missionaries that we just met through this last trip in Northeast, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Tons of uh, opportunities.
2: Let's talk a little bit about this trip, that partnership with Compassion. Carl, can you give a little bit of like background on how that came to be with Acts 29, Compassion, and what our church uh, did, how we were engaged in Yeah, it was
3: in 2017, I was invited to go to, um, went to Rio, and actually Yancey and I went as Clear Creek representatives and Compassion International was uh, doing partnerships with Acts 29. Acts 29 is a, uh, a global church planting network that we're a part of here at Clear Creek Community Church. And so we just went to explore what that could look like. And so we had flown into Rio, and this was the first Compassion International and Acts 29 partnership, and it was actually in the northeast of Brazil. So we flew to the north, northeast of Brazil just to see uh, and be a part of this, and— uh, it was super encouraging just to see what they were doing. And so I just really was praying through and thinking, man, what would it look like for Clear Creek Community Church to be a part of this? Mm. And we knew that there were many opportunities. When I was thinking through it, like, how would we do this or what would it look like? I'm always thinking through what different opportunities are there for people, regardless of where they are spiritually, that they could go and participate in this. And it just looked like there were just a, just a wide range of opportunities there. And it was probably a year later that we started exploring what would it look like for Clear Creek Community Church to be involved in a partnership with Acts 29 where we went and helped fund the planting of a church and therefore would develop a relationship, would have compassion children that people at Clear Creek Community Church uh, could start to support, of which we're doing that now. Some nearly 150, 200 children with hopes in the future of being able to go back there. So started all of that and then obviously had a little uh, a little pause in the action with COVID and that was the whole reason we wanted to get back there this trip is yeah. to don't put eyes on it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying. So that, that that leads into kind of the next part getting into the Really, the one of the purposes of this trip was to reconnect with that uh, partnership uh, over there, but it was also to kind of meet Hanan and kind of see kind of what he had going on. Can you talk a little bit about Hanan, how you got uh, hooked up with him and just yeah. his role in kind of the Northeast there? And-
3: yeah. Well, Acts 29 had a, uh, a global church planning g- gathering in Spain back in May. And Chad Clarkson and I went to that. Chad Clarkson is really engaged with us with Houston Church Planning Network and also with our church planning and our global efforts, gives some of his time to that here at Clear Creek Community Church. And so he and I had visited about, let's go over there and let's see what we can do about even connecting with some other partners. Uh, Wanted to see about just having four to five partners on four to five continents So that's just kind of a thing we were dreaming about, and so we went there, and our partners from Brazil were there as well. And so we really sat down and just met with them about, hey, how do we get our footing again? So COVID's come, a lot of things, a lot of different things have been turned upside down. It's you know it's had the same effect in Brazil as it's had here on the churches. What do we need to do? And those guys were like, hey, why don't you come back, get a team together, Carl, come back, come to the Northeast, and that's where we met Henan who's part of the leadership team for Acts 29 Brazil. And he's like, I'll take you to your Compassion Church plant that I kind of give leadership to that area. And I'll also bring you to some other churches, Acts 29 churches and missionaries that we have up in that area. So that's how it started.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. I So I, I know I was just thinking through like as reminiscing, just this whole idea of like traveling there and some of the fun things we got to do. Because once we hooked up with Hanan and Got to start driving around. The, the first place we went to was Patos, yeah. and that's where uh, the, the the partnership is. So I just want to spend some time just kind of on each section of those sure. things, each leg of the journey that we got to go on. And so I'm curious, what were some of the the takeaways that you had from Patos? I mean, you had been there before. For Kyle and I, it was our first. Had you
1: actually ever been there before? Yeah, we went there in 2018.
2: Yeah, so – it was our first time, but just want to give you an opportunity to share some of those those takeaways from that.
3: Let's start with Kyle. It was his first time. Yeah, or even you, Ted. You also.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think for me it was exciting seeing the 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 fruit of the generosity of mm-hmm. Clear Creek, being oh, wow. able to see a facility that was uh, it definitely stood out from the the area, the other the other buildings there. Um, you know, it's like kind of an anchor on the this big corner lot for at the front of this like area where there's all these homes that live uh, the, the uh, you know where they're serving in that community. So I think it was exciting to me to see like something real tangible yeah. in terms of a facility yeah. right off the bat. Like, man, this that's awesome that yeah. we were able to help be a part of
0: seeing that happen. Yeah. So yeah. good. I'd say the same, I mean, the generosity of the people of Clear Creek and the impact that that made when I got to come and experience, even though the, I wasn't there for that first leg of the trip, to see them uh, have such a deep appreciation for me, I'm like, I wasn't even here. But that. And I think that comes to a lot of the verbiage that you've said, it's like, we come to bring this, but... This is the generosity of the people of this yeah. church. And so anybody who comes from Clear Creek Community Church, they're going to love and welcome and care for. It. And they are some of the most kind-hearted people that I've <laughs> ever met. Like uh, the way that they welcomed us. Um, the other thing that stood out was just uh, the way that that church community, how, how, how um, tied together it was, how close they are with one another and uh, to hear the stories from how, uh, not just that there is a building, but the stories that have come out of that building from uh, people coming to know Jesus, to see the children that they serve week in, week out. It's just incredible, yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, Ted, I think for me, um, maybe because I've been there before and going back there, and it it was the start of a thread that I think we heard throughout the whole trip, and that was, uh, you being here helps us know that God has not forgotten about us. And there was this level of excitement that they had just that we would be there. Mm. And to me, that that's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming that God would just use the presence, our presence, as this tangible blessing to them that he's not forgotten about them. And at the same time, it would break my heart that there would be... Uh, a group of people that would think that God has forgotten about them. So the the fact that God would use us in that. And that was really the first, the first time I had seen that on this trip. And again, it was interesting to see how that thread went through. That was one thing. The second thing was just how, and it was kind of fun when we went and saw some of the things that they were doing with some outreach and went to the soccer game and, you know, seeing these, these you know, teenage boys that would come up and they were just so excited to meet us. And they, and, you know, they were saying that I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed. And they would say, you're the first gringos we've ever met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were the first Americans we'd ever met. I think it was Kyle <laughs> said, if they knew how lame we were, <laughs> yeah. they would be highly disappointed yeah. in the, uh, us being the first gringos that they
0: met. But just a lot of fun. There's I, much cooler green goes out there oh yeah. than
2: us. <laughs> I think there, there was a lot. That was also the first opportunity we got to see where. It was clear some of us really didn't, Kyle and I really didn't speak any of the, the language. language yeah. And so everybody's like, I you're, I don't know, let's get Priscilla, get Priscilla, Priscilla. Priscilla. And that. so everybody tap, and Priscilla's trying to like, uh, you know, translate like three, four different yeah. uh, conversations.
1: That, that was, yeah, that was interesting. That part was, it was so fun though. I love to see, I was like, I don't know how quick I can do this, but I'm gonna try it as much as I can. <laughs> um, I was gonna say for me, um, Whenever we got there we met, we first met with the church planters for lunch and one question that kept echoing over and over and over again was why us why why here why Pato? So i understand even the pastor even asked me he's like why uh i understand if you want to go to you know do something rio or whatever it's a big city but Pato is such a small town so it's like the the fact that they can't even fathom, you know, that God yeah. God's going to go everywhere, you know. And if God's calling us to come over there, you know, it's going to happen, you know, to the ends of the earth. It doesn't matter where you are, uh, where you come from. So it was just like, by the time I translated that like third or fourth time, I'm starting to get a little choked up, you know, because I'm like, how cool is this? That yeah. They're just so shocked but so excited at the same time that they're like, wow, like we matter. We're important, yeah. you know, to them that they're willing to travel all this way you know, uh, 22-something traveling hours, yeah. and then, you know, driving hours after that just to see us, just to be here, and then to, you yeah. know, share stories and to, you know, share share the gospel with their yeah. kids. So to me, that was just like the biggest, yeah. uh, you know, the coolest thing that I saw yeah. in there. Special, huh? Yeah, yeah, very I, special.
2: I thought it was also cool. That was uh, the first time Hanan was meeting uh, Lavoisier, the pastor uh, of that church, but uh, he had a connection with some other local pastors, and it was cool to, uh, you know, he's not able to be there all the time, and so he was able to make some connections with some other people to help kind of build some more community. Mm-hmm. And so that that was just exciting to see from uh, that aspect, too, that even they're kind of making some inroads and establishing some deeper roots in, in that relationship um I think about you're right. It was it was some takeaways for me. We were the first <laughs> gringos that some of those had, kids had seen. I think some of them said uh, you know, it's funny how they watch television. So it's like, you know, Carl looks like some guys from The Walking Dead. Yeah. I think they were telling me I look yeah. like some wrestlers. I I don't I don't watch a lot of wrestling. But I remember I kind of was saying, like, you know, like, what's up? And they were like, oh, what's up? And they kept coming back saying that. And when I realized later, they're like, no, like, what's app? I'm like, oh, I don't have what's up. Sorry. It's like, <laughs> I just thought you were repeating what I was saying, what's up? but So um, I think uh, one thing I'd like to – Carl, you told the story of a- after we saw the uh, the soccer ministry, we went back and they kind of had a reception where they introduced us to all the staff uh, that uh, works in some of their leadership for the Compassion site, and then even, like, the teachers.
3: Some of the of, church. So, they brought and, some, and some of the church, the church together. Yeah, and
2: some of those, it, it was all kind of this one big thing, but they kind of had a little bit of thing where they 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 told some stories and spoke some words. I'm curious, can you can you kind of tell a little bit of that story of Lucas? Because I know afterwards you were a little bit like...
3: Oh, yeah, that was, that was a super cool thing. Uh, they just, in being so gracious to receive us, uh, again, they bring the church together. They prepare a nice meal for all of us to enjoy together. We, uh, we worship together through song for a little while. They put a presentation together so we can enjoy it together just to see what's been going on and how it's been progressing. And then they presented us with a couple of gifts. And one of the gifts that they presented us with, they brought a guy up there to present it to us. And the guy's name was Lucas. And then Lucas comes to present this gift to us. And it's a, a framed picture of the, the church and, you know, it's the, it's the church that we, Clear Creek Community Church, you know, anybody watching this podcast that's, you know, been a part of Clear Creek Community Church and, and given and been generous, it's part of their story. So the guy holds this picture up of the church and they're translating to me and the guy starts to weep. And basically what he says is, anytime you look at this picture, I want you to be reminded that because of your generosity, this is a place where I came to faith in Jesus Christ. And here's this kind of big dude who's probably 30, 35, something like that, just weeping over God's goodness uh, to him through the partnership. And so that was just super overwhelming for me and just a beautiful thing to be able to experience. Yeah, it was definitely powerful.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think that was a cool... um... I think Lucas is like the epitome of what that church is doing over there because we actually met Lucas in 2018 when we first went. He was a non-believer. And he was, yeah, he was not converted at that point. So soon after we left, he converted. And not only he converted, but he wants to get engaged and he wants to be, you know, part of the footsteps of that church. And he's like the treasurer now and he does the drums uh, yeah. sings, sings to, you. I'm not he's sure. engaged in a like lot of different ways. Yeah, things. he's definitely. So you can see like how his passion is just like pouring out of him, you yeah. know? So the impact that the church has done on him too. Yeah,
2: it was, it was really cool to see. That was a cool visit. So from there, you know, we went and spent the night, got up the next morning. Dro- I feel like every day it was like drive for a lot <laughs> in the morning, but the, from there we drove to, I don't remember the name
1: of the to, town. We went to Sumer. No, no, no. Anderson we, I, and Todd. I, I, I mean, we went to Ibimine. Mean, yeah,
2: that's uh, why I didn't say because I knew I had Ibi say it. Ibimine. Mean, mean. What's
0: wrong, Ted? Ibimine. <laughs> Ibimine. Mean, mean, mean. But
2: one thing, just right quick, is you get to the, the, those car rides, while it was like some of them, like four hours, three and a half, yeah. four hours okay. at least, we got to spend a lot of time in very close proximity. Oh, yes. Together. So that was fun. A lot of good. Uh, when you spend that much time in the car <laughs> with some people, the true colors come out. Yeah. Everybody really gets to know yeah, each other right well. For the
1: fourth day, we're like, all right, I have a frustration with you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> let, let, Why'd you, you look at me when you done. just said that? Yeah. She's like, my shoulder hurts when you say, Priscilla, Priscilla, what'd they say? <laughs> Priscilla, what'd they say? <laughs> um, but from there, we went to uh, be meeting. Yeah, uh-huh. and we met uh, Anderson and Ty, and those were uh, two missionaries who had been sent out from Hanan's uh, church mm-hmm. to go uh, reach some indigenous people, and so I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that. What were some of the the takeaways, there, and their daughter,
1: uh,
2: Alicia, Alicia, the four-year-old, um, who was super cute, but talk a little bit about... What, what you remember about that or some things that stood out? Yeah,
3: I think probably just for starters, one of the things that stood out is, so these are missionaries that have the intent of planning a church. Yep. So they go to an area because they had been in this area before and God had really grown their heart and they want to reach these people. But there are a lot of challenges when you go there. One of them being, you just don't go back to where the indigenous people are. You have to get permission from mm-hmm. the chiefs of these indigenous Indian tribes to even go on that land.
2: And then you still have to be invited, they said. Yeah. That was just, the permission yeah. is yes, And then, but they have to ask you, you just can't go.
3: Yes. Yeah. And so it was just a really cool story how God and his providence had aligned a meeting that they had with some people that put them before the chief that has now allowed them to come into one of the villages. And so that was their entry point and just interesting to see how that had happened.
0: Yeah. I think the cool thing for me about, about Anderson and Ty and that visit there was all the other locations that we had gone to were much further along in their um, endeavors of, like, developing a local church and doing all those things. Anderson and Ty, if I remember correctly, it was like six months that they had yeah. been there. They hadn't been there for very long. And so uh, for that to be the start of our trip or one of the first things that we saw, it just kind of helped you as you go to the next cities that maybe had been doing it for three, four, five years you you got you had some context as to yeah. where they've come from and what are the things that they've done and how they've gotten to where they are, um, and so that was just really surreal. The, this just laying the groundwork and how focused Anderson and Ty were on, um, despite all of the complexity that they're going to deal with, they're on mission and they're going to do it. Just yeah. the drive alone, yeah. To, to like from where they live to where they minister and the people, it was like what forty five. 50 minutes. Yeah, and
3: probably because five miles of that was just going down a dirt road. Was it a road?
2: Yeah. Well, that that was, you know, their drive... It was like a their their car is like a little, you know, Fiat, like sedan, and they're driving in these, like, roads yeah. that he said were made by the indigenous people. Like, they made those... And it was mostly, like, sand, dirt, but it, he's like, Rockies. this isn't a four-wheel drive yeah. vehicle, yeah. and yeah. that's why I think Anam was telling us it's hard when they... Like, when it rains, they can't go go those days. So uh, it was just, yeah, super interesting, the journey back, like, the amount of effort it took just to even get there. And
0: they said they did it, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but three times a week, four times a week, something like that? They make that trip out there to... Spend the day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember um, when Tyana was talking to me about the beginning stages of the relationship and all that and how long it took for them to get to know them, to be able to get to go to their houses now, uh, which now they have a pretty good relationship with them. And um, when we went there and visited the first time, we had our cars, and then this one of the chiefs came out, and he's dragging this long metal pipe. I call it a metal
3: spear. Let's be honest. (laughs) Metal
1: spear, yeah. It was was kind of intimidating a little bit. You know, so that just – made me think about, you know, some of the challenges that they might have gone through to try to get to the point. I mean, by the end of the the day, over there, once they see Anderson and Diane and all that, they warmed up and let us pray with them. But I just thought it was cool to see, you know, initially their first reaction is to just, like, defend and, you know, stay back, whatever it is, and then afterwards when you ask the question, how many people from uh, the Prosperity Church or from the uh, other some other churches, unhealthy churches that they have around there and that they want to make sure that they you know put their stamp in in the town um, have come to visit you and they said none so it was kind of cool to see that like Ty- Tyani in Anderson was willing to do what the other churches were not willing to do they actually yeah. wanted to have a relationship they wanted to engage with them they care about them you know it was genuine
2: I think the lady, she was 67 years old. I
3: think she was older than that. She said she'd lived in that village for 67 years. And I asked her, in your 67 years of being in the village, how many people, like the missionaries here, have? how many people other than them have ever come to talk to you about Jesus? And she said, no one. They're the first people that ever been in here. And Priscilla, one of the things you said, you I'm not saying you glazed over it, but you just said it quickly was we had the chance to pray for him. Maybe you can talk about, really, what it was like when we had the chance to go in there and pray for him.
2: Yeah, because I want to reset up the story, because I felt like when we stopped at that one house, it was clear, because I had the camera, and they were like, hey, we do need to be sensitive about... Who we're filming, what we're filming, and so they would let us know. We had been to a couple other stops. And they were just like, Yeah, open up the door, moving the seats out in the back seat was get out. This one, they opened up the door and kind of closed the doors really fast. Like, hey, you probably shouldn't get out yeah. when 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 he walked up. And I don't know if that was just because there was multiple cars, but and then it seemed like I'm just sitting in the car looking back at you guys talking to the dude with the whatever it was. <laughs> uh, like trying to work it out, whatever that was. So talk a little bit about that and then how you kind of got back in there and got to pray with them. And
3: Well, I'll tell the first part, then you can take the second part. Well, what happened was when the missionaries got out, they went to a house and this gentleman came from across the street and had that. And I was thinking, okay, well, Ted and Kyle are pretty big guys. We can get them out of the car and have him, they can have him fight him, and I'll, I'll jump in the driver's seat and get us out of here if we need to. <laughs> Um, and then they he quickly saw the missionaries were there, okay. and so they started talking. And it was about that time they invited us to go ahead and come out of the cars. And that's when they had shared some information about what was going on with his wife. So Priscilla, why don't you take it from there?
1: Yeah. So he was actually very reluctant at first uh, when we asked, "Hey, you know, we heard that your wife is sick and that you know she's um, going through cancer right now. So can we go pray for her? Can we go pray with her?" And he was almost not understanding what that meant, you know, because I guess they're not used to people coming out there to do that. So um, eventually he led us to his house, you know, this clay and wood, you know. Structure. Structure. I don't know if, you you know, but that was his home. And she's just laying there and not so much – a little cogniz- cognizant? Cognizant. Yeah, yeah, she was a so little out of it. She was a little out of it. So we're trying to tell her, hey, you know, we're some of the missionaries that we're friends with, Natalia and Anderson, can we pray with you? And she's just not. And I said, I say, Carl, just do it. Just do it. They're not saying no. So he just started praying, and I started translating, and I just felt this, like, overwhelming feeling of, like, God caring. Say, so I'll get emotional about that. Good. Too. Just <laughs> the fact that, like, God will go so far out to bring people out there and, like, uh the fact that she got prayed for that she felt that love you know that she might you know she might have never experienced something like that before so the fact that we were there and we were translating and the words were just so like it was just so touching at the time and I just felt a strong sense of God's presence around there at that time Mm. so and we're we're, you know touching her so I just you know it just felt like a really strong feeling of like god cares you know mm-hmm. it was such a strong reminder that god cares you know it's for everybody it's not just for for the the people here in america it's not just for certain people in brazil it's for everybody they'll go you know it'll be to the point where we will go all the way to the indigenous people so that they can hear the word you know yeah,
2: yeah. well i think it was sometime after i could be mistaken that uh, when we were on uh, the way to the next uh, location the next morning where Kyle developed a list. It was more of a scorecard. And this was a card where we were trying to determine who is more Brazilian, (laughs) Uh, Pastor Carl Or
3: Priscilla. <laughs> hey, we let the people of Brazil decide, okay? We so, let the
2: people let me, of Brazil
1: decide. Let me decide. explain that part real quick. So it starts off because you said one word in Portuguese. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, he speaks Portuguese. I was like, I've been translating for how long? I'm losing my voice over this. And my, like, my, well, my. you really don't look very Brazilian. I was like, what about me doesn't look Brazilian? And they're like, what well, was the way that you talk, the way you dress, da-da-da, your mannerism, this and that. So then after that, then he really fellow was like, okay, this is my chance. You know, what do Brazilian people doing? every picture? He's like, thumbs up.
2: Because
1: <laughs> yeah. that's what Brazilian people do. And, you know, Flamengo is one of the biggest uh, teams in Brazil for soccer. So he's like, hey, Flamengo, Flamengo." <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he that bought into the character and, oh, yeah. and worked it throughout the whole Big trip. Time. So and did a great job. Great job. His Portuguese is actually yeah, it is. pretty I'll, decent. I'll, I'll give
1: that to you. Obrigado. He put in
0: some work. He put yeah. in some work
2: well i I think that definitely helped uh carry through those car rides making it a lot more fun because that was where a lot we were analyzing yeah. who could be more Brazilian even though you're the only one of us who holds a Brazilian passport <laughs> 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 um, so the the next place the, the next day we had uh Sumay. uh can you say Sumaya. I'm really bad with the Portuguese. I want to get better, but that was good uh so talk a little about who who were we meet who did we get to meet there and just a little bit about that, their connection with Hanan and
1: yeah. So Hanan had some missionaries like Carl was saying uh, that was sent out, and one of them was um, Ade, and his wife's name is jelanja and they they actually have a really neat story because he used to be a professional singer for uh, in the northeast region. They have like. Uh, a different type of music. So he was really good with that. And he actually toured around in Brazil and all he that. He was quite so
0: popular. Very yeah. popular,
1: yeah. yeah. People he did
3: a dance thing. that we do a lot it's of times. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> point, That's please, another point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
1: yeah, so um, he got to experience the limelight. Limelight? Limelight. Limelight. And uh, see, and then at the, at the, his story was really about how he, even though he had all of this in front of him, he just felt this void in his life and it was to the point where he would come off from the shows and he would just feel so empty and so sad and he's like there's something missing in my life yeah. and it got to the point where he got exposed to the gospel and he's just like you know what this is once he started going to his nun's church he said this is what i want to do and he felt such a strong call to just be a missionary in that area in this specific town so this whole family which they have a family of five people five five
3: now they have how many children
1: Two, four, 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 so six. Yeah, so a family of six, which is not an easy thing to do. They all moved to this town, and the cool thing is when they first moved, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have the gift of music. I can play the piano. I'm gonna do awesome and even be able to reach out to people." And COVID hit right when they moved, hmm. so he's like, "Okay, all of my plans to be able to gather people and do all this stuff, you know, kind of went to uh, a different route." So he's like, "You know what? This is, I know I'm, I'm gifted with music." So he just went outside of his house every day and when nobody was meeting and everybody was still quarantining, uh, he just went outside and he just played gospel music, you know? And then it started attracting people because the way the culture is in Brazil, you know, you just sit outside and, you know if you if you're not working, you're sitting outside. So there's a lot of gathering communities outside anyway. So everybody outside of their own homes would come out and just listen to him so he got to have build relationships far physically but through that um through that environment that he created in in his front yard you know yeah
2: it was like i want to make sure we get this clear like it was like nationally known like he was it wasn't just like oh he was in a band it was like the most famous band of that type i mean and he was kind of the front man so He, everybody seemed to know who he And they is. still know him. A lot and of people still know, still know him. I, yeah. that's, that's what I say. I think a couple of like takeaways for me that I thought was really cool was to hear um, the facility that they met in, the church. It, it was very, I mean, it was new because it was there, but to hear how that came about of a team from uh, southern Brazil, it, I don't know all the details you may be able to articulate this better but it sounded like they just had this group from this church come and over the course of like 30 days like a month just like build this facility and i'm like man this is really nice for like 30 days that they were able to accomplish that and so i thought that was a really unique uh cool thing was very nice building and facility for the
3: area i thought one of the cool things uh just about them and their church uh, i agree with both you guys how it was just a sweet thing that the people from Brazil, uh, from uh, the South of Brazil would come up and build that church. And he would use his gift in a way that that he almost had the opportunity, not almost, he did have the opportunity to build the church during COVID. So probably one of the few guys that came out of COVID with more people than he had going into COVID. And he did through worshiping through song, because people would still come out and be a part of that. They would know who he is. And then they came when they could gather again, they started gathering again in that church.
2: It was also interesting hearing Hanan's take and a little bit about encouraging him to go to that location and kind of step into this uh, pastoral role that, you know, he identified that clearly he had the gift of, you know, leading in music and leading, but, you know, maybe his his teaching wasn't as strong. And Hanan's just like, look, he can preach my old sermon. I can give him stuff to help train him up. Yeah. So it was a kind of even a glimpse into the the mindset of, or the heart of their efforts to Plant churches yeah. there to raise people up, you know, identify giftings and resource people in ways to yeah. plant a church and kind of yeah. go make it happen. So I thought that was exciting. Kyle, anything for you to remember for that? I mean, we got to go up on that huge hill by the huge their like yeah. Sume Hollywood sign. I think
0: the thing you know with with the the sites that we got to see that was all incredible. One of the things I love this was with every group, but especially about a day and his family is they were just so quick and open to share their life with us. Yeah. Like when you sit with them, they're they're going to talk about what's going on in their hearts and they're like share with just such um, openness and meaningful, and stuff. meaningful yes. stuff. Yeah. And so you just get a glimpse of, I felt like I've known them for so long. Like I felt such a connection to them. And I think that's part that has a, a big part of that has to do with the fact that we share the same faith, share the same God. Um, so distance, skin color, ethnicity, language, you overcome so much of those barriers because of, um, the, faith, the shared faith, the, 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 the gospel family that we yeah. come together to be. And so I was just encouraged as I sat there with these brothers and sisters in Christ that I'm meeting for the first time, and I feel like I know them, right? And there's this, so, this closeness there.
2: Yeah. So, I think the other cool thing was this—I know I keep coming back here, I'm remembering stuff as I'm looking at some of my notes <laughs> here— was to hear how he was making an impact in town, but like on the other side of the hill— there was this area where there was like 300 families that kind of aren't as resourced and he's been able to do some outreach things there oh, yeah. and has hopes for even the potential. I mean, it's like a whole nother church yeah. just around the corner basically. Yeah. And so it sounds like there's just a, the harvest is plentiful. There's just yeah. so much opportunity. Uh, it was just exciting to, to see the, the growth potential. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Um, so from there, where do we go next? I, I, say Branca. Branca. Thank you, Priscilla. I know. Before this, I'm like, <laughs> how do you say you it? How do you say yeah. hey, it? Feel
3: free to ask me, Ted, if you are <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> that. Seja Branca. O
2: yeah. brasileiro. Uh, <laughs> and and so that's where we got to. And actually, the Philip and Carol, who we who we met there, it's kind of close to Sumei. So they, yeah. they have some partnership where they kind of do ministry together a little bit. But I don't know. Do you want to talk about what we got to see? At uh, the church there, at, at Philip's church there, with.
0: So they're kind of doing something similar to the Compassion Project. It's not a Compassion Project at this time, but uh, Felipe's wife Carol, she um, they opened up this this school where they serve families. I think most of which were under-resourced families, and they provide education and most importantly the good news of the gospel. And Carol just, I was so impressed by her and her skill set and how. Um, the work that they're doing in that, that's not even the work that they're doing with their local church, that's a, a separate thing, but how they serve the under-resourced families in that area uh, and provide them with the good news of the gospel in the midst of those environments. It's like top-notch stuff. And so uh, despite being under-resourced, despite all the difficulties that they deal with, Carol was really impressive in just how um, she strategized, how she thought, how she trained up leaders and teachers, To come and love on these kids and resource them, I was blown away by that. It was also where Carl earned some points with some
2: of the gifts, right? Oh, yeah.
0: He was getting gifts and letters and, you know. Just the little kids. How much did you get? Three or four? I got three. How many did you get? I got one. How much did you (laughs) get? one. Okay. Anyway, continue Ted please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Teddy, Teddy was
1: named Teddy Pompon. So, Yeah. He oh, was, that's right. He was a yeah. Teddy bear over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's give
2: some context <laughs> that what she means by Teddy. So, when I went there, I I think you know, I was clearly the most everywhere I went, everyone was like Clearly, that guy is not from around here, which I was didn't think. I'm like, I can blend in. I can put on a hat. They're like, no, dude, you can't, you can't escape it. <laughs> no, um, But it. with my name, Ted, I would try and introduce myself as Ted. And everybody was like, huh? Tedgy? Ted, and then, so it got to the point where it's fine. It's like, hey, I'll just introduce myself as Tedgy because that's what they say when I say Ted. So. For The rest did. of the trip, I was Tedgy, yeah. and then back when we were with uh
1: Alicia,
2: yeah, Alicia, she called it was a pom pom
1: pom pom, yeah, that's like tedy, Teddy teddy like, bear, like pom-pom. a teddy bear, yeah, yeah. 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 see, so, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: so she named him that. And after that, you're like, He's you can't teddy change bear. anymore, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> for the record, she's a four year old,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, no. Well, and speaking of the little kid, I know that that was even at uh in uh Cerro Blanca. That was a place where you kind of you, you had a little bit of experience getting to meet those two young girls and
3: Yeah, it was, you know, they were doing a lot as Cal said with the children that are there and there were, you know, all the children were probably ages, what would you say,
0: Cal? I don't know, early elementary to yeah. middle school maybe. Yeah. If that, yeah. yeah. Mostly yeah. younger, probably younger than middle school.
3: And Priscilla had led a game for us in front of the kids and there was just a couple little girls that were just so excited uh during, well all the kids were excited during the game but afterwards one of the little girls came running over just to to meet me and and to, to talk and just enamored with the fact that there are americans there you know that was another common thread that we had and hanan was outside with us and told me through tears he said this little girl and her sister uh live in a home where the father's not there he's in prison and the mother is a prostitute and these two little girls walked to the project they walked to come here uh, several times a week. And every Sunday morning, they walked to church. They walked to be here to worship. And uh, it was just just an overwhelming thing. And, you know, you see that and, you know, I'm just, yeah. you, know, you realize you have a finite amount of time with people. And so I'm looking at these little children, just, you know, telling them in the best Portuguese that I can, Deus te abençoe. you know, God bless you, you know, telling them God loves you. And uh, yeah, it was just just super sweet, super sweet time. Yeah,
2: it was it was a cool moment. Um, I think another thing there that was cool to see uh, talking about like um, with a day and the, the the future possibilities on the other side of uh, the town there with Felipe, they had the opportunity with some land. I don't know if they actually have it, but big chunk of land right at the entrance of town that they're you know looking at exploring like what what can God do there. So again, the the possibilities of what God has in store for the people in those areas through how he's resourcing different things is really exciting to see. Yeah.
3: Ted, one of the interesting things about that also is he had shared with us that he was in a conversation with Compassion Mm -hmm. about seeing if they could do a project and plan a church there. When we returned from the trip three days later, I had a meeting already scheduled with Compassion International and was asking them about that, to which at first they said, hey, I don't know that we have plans to do anything in that area. Maybe a week after that, I received an email from them that said, hey, if, if those guys are really looking at exploring a church there and there's some opportunity for a partnership with Clear Creek Community Church, let us know. And so yeah. we're in that area. We're kind of in that that middle space right yeah. now, but still very exciting. That, that's to know super exciting. What God could do in that.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. super exciting. So a- after that, all that, we kind of got to head back to João Pessoa, which is on the easternmost uh, part of Brazil. And so... I don't know. by By that time, I think you know we, we were kind of tired uh, from a, a long day or a long week of driving and visiting, and so we got to see Hanan's church. You want to anything from that point from the end on? You guys want to spend some time talking about or share what you just took away? Some of the things we got to do, or
1: I mean, one of the things that comes to mind for me was uh, Carl was supposed to uh, deliver a sermon on Sunday and by this time it had been I don't know eight days or whatever my voice was shot from translating so much and you know I was probably maybe getting a little bit sick so it, I was just thinking okay this is going to be hard you know, the sermon needs to be translated and then on top of that the morning of Henna picks us up and he's like the AC is out at our church and that if you if you don't know this the, their church is actually a dome. Yeah, kind, kind of like of. a big tent it's a bit, if you will. A tent. You know, very nice tent, but it's still a tent. There's no windows, no nothing. So if there's no air conditioning running through over there, it'll be miserable. And uh and there's about how many people were going to that?
3: 500, about 500, about 500 or 600.
1: So it has a lot of seats available. And you know, we're just thinking, oh my gosh, like it's one one challenge after another one. you know there's always these barriers. And we know God's character one thing that I kept thinking was, you know, we don't know what God's going to do, but I know that God's character is for us to meet, for us to uh, share the word, for us to uh glorify him in some way. So sure enough, we get there and you know, I don't know, Carl, you can talk about that how are you you in the henna.
2: Well, it it wasn't just you? air conditioning. This was the the power that was feeding that whole block, that ultimately was coming to their building, they were going to have to turn off. There was like, the would have been no lights. Yeah, the, the city power. was going to shut things down.
3: Yeah, that was a challenge. I went with Hanan to talk to the city workers, and, you know, he's like, can you please give us, you know, until 12 o'clock? And they're like, no, no, we can't. <laughs> and Hanan's saying, this guy is here from the United States to preach. He came all the way. They're like, no, we can't yeah. do anything. And so they had some more conversations, and those guys were gracious enough to hold it almost until the very end of the service. So that worked itself out, luckily.
2: It was literally like, after you were kind of done, they were just like, all right, guys, let's just pray because they're going to shut it off. (laughs) And then literally, it all shut off. Yes, (laughs) yes. So I I, I think, you know, uh, aside from even the the trip to see Hanan's church and the, the projects they have going, renovating some space that's uh, next to their uh, worship space for, uh, you know, some children's ministry stuff. I think an experience, some things that I'll, I'll walk away, never forgetting, not this isn't church related stuff, but you know, where we were in John Pessoa is the easternmost point of any of the Americas. And so getting to see the sunrise, yeah. you know, they say they, they they call some name for it. It's like where the sun rises uh first you know, or first or down, something. Yeah. But then we also got to go visit um the point that is the like, you know, the furthest physical location. I just think that's such a unique experience. Yeah. Like I'll never not never, I mean, if we go back, we get to see it. But it, it was cool just being able to stand there and think, nobody is further east than me in any of the Americas. It was just a really cool <laughs> yeah. feeling. I know that's hey, did weird. You talk
1: to, did you talk to your grandpa about that?
2: Yeah, I did. I got he, he likes that kind of stuff. I think the other thing that was cool was getting back. We came back on uh, Hanan's oldest daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, him... I mean, that was kind of the culmination. We spent a lot of time with Hanan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was with us that whole time, but kind of even opening up, getting to meet his family and spend some time celebrating her even over that lunch and kind of getting a glimpse of his wife and his other daughter and son. It was just, I think that was that felt special to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It almost felt like we're part of their family now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're already yeah. telling her, just come over here, you know, go to school here because she was debating whether or not to go to school here in America or yeah. in Brazil, so... I
3: think for me, one of the cool overarching things, and Kyle alluded to it earlier, uh, was that we had the opportunity to bring some financial gifts to all of the church planters and missionaries there. And just in that exchange, being able to remind them that we have a loving and a generous God and that the people of Clear Creek Community Church are extremely generous. And so that that was a gift to them uh, from the people of Clear Creek Community Church, an expression of God's love from his people to them. And it's it's a sweet thing for me and a great reminder that it's not, about, it's not about the four of us that got to go there. It's about the gift that we got to go there and to be a representation of God's people, specifically the people of Clear Creek Community Church, and to bless them because of the generosity of the people of Clear Creek Community Church.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely would say that uh, to an overarching takeaway. They... They were definitely, uh, it seemed like more, they, they felt a deeper uh, gratitude or a deeper thanks for like our presence yes. instead of whatever gift we gave yeah. them. I mean, I think back to some of them who are, Anderson and Ty, who articulated just how they missed their church. They just felt like yeah. kind of, even after six months, they were kind of exhausted, or Philippe and Carol who just they don't get to see family and, you know, they have, you know, new things going on. And so just that we would be there, it just felt like a fresh reminder. And Okay. Yeah. And that, that, that felt like it was sustaining them more than any financial. They didn't
1: mention pretty much across the board for every missionary that we talked to about some of the challenges that they face. And the number one thing that they said was the loneliness that they feel, you know, being away from family, being away from, uh, like their church, you know, that they were related to. So the fact that we were there was kind of like a reminder. was like, no, 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 you know, we're we're together in this. We're one big church. So it just, the presence, like you were saying, just made him feel like, okay, well, we're not alone in this, you know, so.
2: Yeah. Kyle, I know this was your first trip again. We may have answered this earlier. Just want to give you another opportunity to talk about, you know, what,
0: what, did you have any reservations going in or what, what were some takeaways? Or Yeah, so this was my first time on foreign soil. So there were some reservations as far as like, you know, uh, I'm also a new dad, so wife leaving her at home for eight, nine days to go overseas and have limited connection with them and how she's going to do with the baby. That's the longest that I've been away from them. So there were some reservations like that. But uh, my heart has been longing to experience this. You know, I hear... I hear. I've heard. I had heard stories of just the impact, because you should. I mean, we've talked a lot about you know the impact that you know some of the people said. Well, you coming, it just makes me feel not forgotten. But at the same time, it's like, dude, my heart has forever been changed by planting my feet on these foreign soils to see um, and have a bigger understanding that what God is doing in the world is so much bigger than um, what we experience. is so much bigger than even Clear Creek Community Church. It's so much bigger than the United States. It's so much bigger than just our local context, that God has a heart for the nations. Like when we say that, you know, we read in Revelation that every t- tribe, tongue, and nation, it's like, that's what it is. And so, um... To me, what I walked away from being my first experience, like, we sing that song at Creek sometimes, and one of the lines, we sang it a couple Sundays ago, and that's why I'm remembering this, but it's like, there'll come a day where we stand beside the heroes of the faith, and we, and we sing with them, mm. and we sing the song, and I'm like, these church planners are the heroes of the faith, like, that they, how they live and serve, it's like the church planting efforts, in Brazil and across the globe, it's like those are the people that I look at and I'm like, man, you're the heroes yeah. because you are just doing such an incredible work because of your belief and confidence in the gospel and that there's power when in the name of Jesus right. and people see and receive him. So uh, that in a nutshell has been just kind of what God's done in my heart. Like I've, I've I don't know. Yeah, that 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 in a nutshell is it, right? Like, yeah. That's, no,
2: that, that, that's good. Well, Carl, i I know we didn't touch on this earlier, but just kind of wanted to go, go back a little bit so that uh, we hear. Talk about um, Clear Creek. Uh, when we people say, like, well, we want to do missions that result in church planning. Like, what does that, like, practically mean?
3: Yeah. Well, you can imagine there are... When it comes to missions, people have a lot of different ideas, and there are a lot of people around the globe that do a lot of great things with missions. You know, there are people that you know, go and they will provide water for areas that don't have it. That's wonderful. Place that people that'll go and do, you know, build schools. That's wonderful. All of those things are wonderful. What what we really tried to do, Ted, is just be so focused on the fact that we want to do global missions that result in church planting. Uh, You know, we say all the time that we believe Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, and we believe that the local church— is the redemptive agent that God is going to use in the world for people to come to know him. And so we want to be about uh, providing that hope for people and having our efforts focused on that. And so when we go to different places around the globe, we're working with church planters, where you know, we're doing mercy ministry with church planters and, and coming alongside them in areas that they're at that where people need to hear uh, and know the truth uh, of the gospel. And so we are just very focused on that.
2: And so, and to that end, I know you, you, you shared a little bit about what, what, when you look to the future, when you look at the next however many, you know, two, three, five years, Clear Creek and our global efforts in mission work and putting, you know, feet on foreign soil. Talk, talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, well, one of the things that we first try to do, Ted, is to find the apostolic or, you know, maybe you even say the entrepreneurial type leader that will lead that country. We don't believe that we need to come through and say, hey, here's how you have to do church. Hey, you're doing that wrong. Uh, What we want to do is come alongside those leaders and say, hey, how do we best support you uh, as you lead, you know, a church planting effort in these areas? And so one of the things that we've done and are still trying to do is uh, establishing the entrepreneurial or the apostolic leaders on the different continents where we're serving. So we can come alongside them and help them uh, in those efforts. And it's it's our hope that within the next five years that we would uh, send 1,000 people on foreign soil in the name of Jesus from Clear Creek Community Church. And so that's where our focus is right now.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting. So to that end, we want to give, like, if somebody's listening or watching to this, uh, what what would be some practical next steps that we could offer them?
3: Yeah. You know, Kyle said a minute ago that, look, God's heart is for all the world. Priscilla said the same thing as well. It's for the nation. So pray, pray that God would continue to raise up leaders in these areas. I mean, pray, pray about if God would send you to one of those places, pray if God would send you to the work that we're starting in Africa or to Brazil or to Cuba or to Honduras, Uh, or to now we've established a partnership in Spain. Where is it that God may be sending you? But first, pray, pray for those nations, pray for those churches. And then secondly, give, continue to be generous, Uh, continue to be generous in a way that God would use that for his glory. Uh, And we see it, we see the benefits of that. We see what God's doing all across Brazil. We've seen, you guys have seen firsthand and been a part of seeing what he's doing through the generosity of people and helping plant churches continue to be generous. And then and then lastly, go. Do it. Be a part of this. Go on a trip with us. You can get a hold. Uh, you can go through our website and see how you could do that, but go and be a part of that with us and wait and see what God's going to do inside of you when you do that. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun on our trip.
3: It was a blast. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it was good.
3: Teji, we appreciate it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll get to do it again sometime. But thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.